0: of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: You're listening to Me and Paranormal You with your host, Ryan Singer. It's more fun to believe. Third, third year, bonus. year bonus. Here we go, everybody. How we doing? How we doing out there? Okay. Um, thank you for listening to another third year bonus of me and paranormal you. This is your buddy Ryan Singer. I got to tell you, <clears throat> excuse me. I think we're all, you know, hyper aware of what is going on, what's happening in the country right now, um, specifically. Um, you know the uh, the civil unrest. I wouldn't call it chaos. I wouldn't call it disorder. I wouldn't call it anarchy. That's just me. These, these are my opinions. This is, I guess, my podcast. So, I mean, what would you expect other than my opinions on these things? It is <clears throat> it is with great um, love and deep. Hope that I look forward to a country, to be a part of a country, where all my tax money doesn't go to funding unethical wars, where my tax money doesn't go to funding uh, systemic racism, institutional oppression of people, simply because the wrapping on their meat suit is different than mine. I mean, we're over here in the paranormal world. We know that, you know, consciousness is an immortal entity unto itself. These, these human bodies are, are mere vessels for a temporary time when there's something more magical and mystical and supernatural happening uh, at the core, at the essence of life itself. At least that's where I'm at on this whole thing. And I would be lying if I said I didn't grow tired at 43 years old of having seemingly ridiculous arguments with other white people. White people who, or other people in general, just people in general who seem to be for who knows what real reason, fighting against positive change in our country. I am not inside these people's heads, even though our consciousness is connected indeed. I am not accessing their thought process. But I'm I'm of the mind and I'm of the heart to think and listen, I don't like divisiveness. I don't like, um, the, um, how should I say this? I don't like the results of very primitive divisiveness. Pick this side or you pick this side. And if you're not on my side, you're wrong. Oh no, you're wrong. Cause you're not on my side. Life, issues, existence, living is much more nuanced than two sides of a coin. I would argue that that's always, if not, you know, almost always the case. But in one regard, well, probably more than one regard, I do believe that maybe something is so simple. Maybe it is just that easy. Maybe there's two sides to certain things that are bigger, even though only having two sides would seem to indicate a smaller nature. Love or fear. For me, most everything in this world boils down do you believe in love? Do you want to act from a place of love? Or do you want to act from a place of fear? And we, I talk about this a lot, I think. When you act from love, you become more vulnerable. And that is scary to a lot of people. It's scary to everybody. It's, it's frightening to be vulnerable, but for me, for everybody else, it's frightening. When you act from a place of fear, you have the illusion of protecting ourselves. And that's what we give ourselves. We give the illusion of protecting ourselves when in fact we are poisoning ourselves. The armor that we are putting on ourselves is poisoning us. We are allergic to it and don't even realize it because we think it's helping us feel more safe. People will accuse you of uh, virtue signaling, of um,
0: I don't know what else.
1: It's just how hard is it to understand that systemic racism is real? I don't understand. It's frustrating. When people don't seem to understand that. And then try to belittle, uh, attack, discourage you from what you know to be uh, what is true for you in your heart. Now, we all have different truths. That's something I understand. That is something I definitely understand. It just seems so simple to me. I don't understand why it seems so confusing to others. They have their reasons from wherever they're coming from, most certainly, and I will try my damnedest to show empathy and try to understand. But do not mistake that for sympathizing. That's for sure. I was out on the streets during the Occupy Wall Street movement. I was engaged, um, I was active, I believe in change, I believe in the possibility of change, I don't believe in the hollow words of movements, of social justice, and that—that that, that is an interesting thing, I was thinking about this as I tried to sleep last night, how beautiful words and things that stand for really beautiful things, dare I say even righteous things, um, how actively the other side who wants to protect power and greed, etc., how actively they go about waging a campaign to give these phrases negative connotations. Social justice warrior. Oh, that's a big one. A social a social justice warrior. They have tried to Those who would not like to see social justice for all have done their damnedest to belittle and to give negative connotations to that phrase, trying to disparage a social justice warrior. Social justice. Someone who fights for social justice. Ugh, how dare they? What an awful thing. Now, with any struggle, there are obviously um, extremes. And no peaceful protester uh, is looting. Um, That is exclusive from being a peaceful protester. And The people who want to focus on that, I believe, want to focus on that because they don't want to focus on the real issue. Much in the same way Colin Kaepernick's kneeling was turned into a disrespecting America and troops, which is not. That's changing the conversation. And anyone who wants to fucking argue that is trying to change the conversation, and why do they want to change the conversation? Because they don't want to address the real issue. Violence against black people by law enforcement. I mean, I can't get fired up. I'm doing my best to uh, maintain a level head. I do not. I do my best to not engage in online social media argument arguments. Um, some people just really want to do it. And they, 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 you know, they want to tell you how to think. They want to tell you um, why you're wrong. They want to, um, no one who ever tries to start shit on like an Instagram feed, they're not trying to have a conversation. No one's trying to have a conversation when they do that. And I do my best. I do my best. And I fail at that uh, often when dealing with those people who, for whatever reason, want to start an argument, um, don't believe in um, whatever, I mean, who knows what they believe in. I'm not here to tell people what they believe in and and what they don't. Uh, I'm not here to go around randomly calling people racists. Um, I do know this, that many white people are very uncomfortable addressing their own privilege Myself included. Myself included. It's not fucking easy, man, to sit here and just, like, realize how lopsided the game has been. As children, we believed we were moving into, I mean, I'm talking of a children of the, being a child of the 80s, we believed we were just on a forward arrow progression, eliminating racism and the disparity of, of rights between the races. And then you become 43 years old and you're thinking, wait, the future is always supposed to get better. What the fuck is going on? People are thinly wrapping themselves in the disguise of the heritage arguments. We see through the argument of the heritage. Um... I don't care. You wrap yourself in a Confederate flag. I see through it, man. I see through it. Um, we all do. What, uh, what are people so afraid of? What are people so damn afraid of? A level playing field? That might be it. That's certainly some people out there don't want a level playing field. Some people are afraid of retribution. um, Revenge from those who have been oppressed. Some people are afraid of maybe acknowledging that they weren't aware of how fucking awful it was this whole time. And that's a big acknowledgement to make to oneself. Fuck, man. I didn't see this the whole time. I feel like a fucking fool, right? None of us want to admit we're ever wrong. That's just the way it goes. None of us want to admit we're wrong or have been wrong for a long period of time. It takes a it takes a very large evolved soul, uh spirit essence to admit when we've been wrong, especially even for a very long time. I'm not perfect, that's for sure. I've been wrong for long periods of time about lots of things. I am... What's the word, the exact word I'm looking for? I am... It, it brightens my heart to see the peaceful protests around this country. It... I, I truly believed in the Occupy Wall Street movement that we had started, that it had started something. I say we, I mean, it was a part of it, that we started something and that people were no longer going to sit by. I remember being on the streets of Dayton, Ohio, having conversations with having very friendly, good conversations with peace officers, with the police who were there to make sure we didn't like destroy stuff or whatever they were talking with us. We were on their side as like civil employees who uh you know were part of the not the 99%. They got it, man. I mean the ones we talked to, they they understood. They got it. They were not against us. You see uh, many police walking with protesters. They get it. Some of them Some of them get it, yet um, many people don't, from my perspective. So is it as simple as being two sides? You're either for or you're against fundamental change in our society that moves toward eliminating The murder of black people, specifically going unpunished under the guise of law enforcement. It's much more than that. It's much deeper than just this police thing, too. It's voting districts. It's police brutality. It is all kinds of stuff. It's economic, it's cultural, it's societal, it's, it's government. It's, it's all kinds of things. I love when I see people come together trying to move something forward and trying to make something better. <clears throat> I love it. It invigorates me. I, I get excited. I'm fucking excited right now. Many people are very fearful of the future. That's not to say I don't have an aspect of that going on in my life as well in my mind. I don't like to see stacks of smoke in the distance. I don't like to see that. But I will tell you this. I'm fucking invigorated and I am excited about people. There is... There is no stopping the people when they become a collective voice. There is no stopping them. There is no tank. There is, no, there is nothing that can silence the people when they come together. Nothing can do that. That's what I was so excited about when it came to the Occupy Wall Street movement. Because I was like, that's 99% of us, man. It's all of us. All we have to do is all come out here. Right. And then here's the problem, too, with all this, like, you know, the uh, these, quote unquote, agitators, these people infiltrate peaceful movements and try to tarnish them, uh, make turn them violent, therefore trying to discredit the movement itself. And then you have a president of this country who every other word out of his mouth is fake news, fake news, fake news. Uh, The only real source of information can be me on my Twitter feed. And everybody's like, yes, 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 sire, yes, sire. Let me feed off of your Twitter for truth. We've all been attacked. Um, This is why I don't get on social media very often at all, and I, I don't check the news uh, sites. I don't have cable, but I mean, obviously the last few days I've been more and more, um, checking in, um, just to keep track of everything that's going on. Um, I don't leave the house. Uh, it's very rare that I leave the house. I have a, a roommate who is immunocompromised. Um, and I will not be the one who brings COVID-19 into this home. I'm not, uh, participating in the demonstrations, the peaceful protests at this time. Um, If my living situation changes, that's something I will do. Uh, In the meantime, uh, I'm not doing that. So, fake news, what can we believe? When society, everything in society is faith-based and when we lose faith in something it crumbles, and you're seeing that now. People are losing faith in law enforcement. People are losing faith in uh, organized government. It's a flawed system. Uh, the two-party system that we favor here in the United States is, uh, you know, it's the bane of my existence. That's for sure. I think uh, I think we're moving away from that. Uh, people have invested so much time, money, blood, sweat, and tears into the two-party system. It won't be an easy thing. Um, as much, uh, just the same way people have invested, uh, all of their identity or, or time and life into a, what they believed was a country that was, you know, the hero. America has never been the hero, man. I mean, you might be able to find certain situations where America acted heroic. Uh, I will not argue that for sure. I am after all part of uh, a person born here in this country. Um, but America is not the hero and we haven't been, um, uh, I would argue, um, other than just walking around calling ourselves a hero, that's um, uh, that's about as far as it goes. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not, as I would call it, I don't suffer from that delusion, and I, I don't think I really have in a long, long time. And it's not an easy thing to wake up from. It, it makes you very angry, it makes you very sad, it makes you very frustrated. Uh, when you realize the truth of you know what our country actually is, and um, many people don't want to wake up from that dream and the American dream, you know that's what the American dream is believing we're right when in fact we've been wrong. So I understand you don't want to wake up from that if uh, if you're one of those people and you know you know sleep sleep well I say um, it's not easy to confront all of that. Because um, we were raised with it, ever since we we're little kids in school, saluting the flag and all that shit. It's brainwashing from the day you're born. It's nationalism. I'm not on board with it, and um, it's not easy to deal with. It's not easy to work through uh, to accept that uh, to accept that it's all kind of been a lie. You know, that's not to say that there's not great people doing things for the right reasons in the name of this country, because there certainly are. So, I mean, I don't know if this is going to be paranormal at all. I should pull a card. Let's pull a card and see what my, this deck says about the future of this country. I, would, I dare not. I dare not position myself as someone who's like, I pull a card about the future of this country. This is what's going to happen. I don't want you to think that's what's happening right now. I'm going to knock out the last energy. Boom, boom. We're gonna get into it here. Um, the future of this country. I should just reiterate, for the record, that like, I'm very excited about the future of this country. Um, that is one thing I am certain of. I'm optimistic. I'm filled with hope. Um, I plan to do my best to try to focus on operating from a position of love and not fear the best I can. Sometimes people piss me off, man. That's just I'm just a person, so I'm gonna do my best not to react to that, um, to that feeling. Because the reason I'm pissed off, why? Because they're attacking me and like calling me wrong, and I'm like, what? Well, what if I? How dare you call me wrong? I'm not wrong. What if I am wrong? I better fucking tell them to go fuck themselves, before they expose me as being wrong. It's like if you're not worried about being wrong, if you truly believe in something. You don't really find the need to attack another person. I mean, unless they're physically attacking you, I'd say defend yourself. Where are we going to be at in this country? Let's flip it. Oh. I pulled over the nurture yourself card. Let's see what that says. I think we understand what nurture yourself means. You've given a lot of yourself lately. Now it's time to give something to yourself. You've drawn this card because you need to nurture yourself. This means taking good care of your body through sleep, detoxification, and exercise. It also means taking care of your needs as you would for others. To have more energy, abundance, peace, purpose, and everything that you do to uh, nurture yourself. Um, yeah. Nurture yourself. This country needs to nurture itself. That's for sure. It does seem that does seem obvious. We need to heal wounds um, that divide us. Um, we need to um, have conversations, not arguments. Um, we need to explain, not exploit. It's not easy. It's not easy when you're trying to figure out who's like a who's like a Russian agent. Um, social media has been used to manipulate people's minds for the longest time. Social media really, uh, came to the forefront, uh, in the Occupy Wall Street movement, really connecting people all around the world. It's been over 10 years since that time. And it is, I believe it's been over 10 years. And, um, so it's, has it been 10 years? Anyway, um... And now we see it's even faster. What's happening now through the mobilization of people, through peaceful protests and, and the like, moves even faster than it did previously. <clears throat> it's pretty amazing how quickly things can go. But also keep in mind, that means anyone, for any reason, can mobilize something, can spread information, can do that. That quickly, right? And that's the whole argument about fake news and blah, blah, blah. And everything's fake. We need, to have some, we need to feel some balance in our lives. I mean, it's the same way with, like, someone who believes everything is the simulation or, you know, if if, you, if the whole world goes around telling you that you're crazy and nothing you say is right, you it's difficult to find one's balance. We need to feel some sort of balance, to have some footing in this world. And, um, you know, seemingly, you know, having conversations about paranormal topics seems like uh, quite a luxury in times like these. But at its heart, what it, it's speaking to a very similar feeling, um, and it is um, the rejection of beliefs by others who do not want to address the possible truth or reality of these beliefs
2: of another person. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club!
2: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And this leads
1: to conflict or it leads to being ostracized or it leads to people acting out to try to silence you. And so, I mean, it has some crossover there. I am by no means comparing in a real way uh, people who have paranormal experiences to the civil rights movement to be very clear about that. Um, They are very different, and and, uh, the scale of which is is also much different uh, between those two things. But at the end of the day, are we not all just people who want to believe in something, would like to feel balance in knowing that we have our feet firmly placed on some kind of truth? And then also feeling like we have a fair shot to live our lives to the best of our abilities, whatever they may be, even if they're paranormal abilities. I think that's what we all want. And it is easier for us, unfortunately, to launch from a place of fear to try to protect ourselves in this situation uh, than it is love to be vulnerable But, you know, I'm going to do my damn best. I'm going to do my damn best to keep that love train moving forward. Let me take a a drink of water here. And we're back. This would be a great time for Todd to jump in. He'd be like, hey, man, you know, great change is on the horizon. And, uh, you know, with that comes uncertainty, and uncertainty often leads to the greatest reward. Oh, wow. That's true. I mean, I don't like when I've, I've had Jack, uh, what is it, Jack, uh, Cracker Jack? Remember Cracker Jack boxes? And there was always a prize at the bottom. I was always, I was very uncertain about what that prize would be, but it always, great, it always brought great joy not knowing. I'd rather not know what the prize was because sometimes then you're so, Beautifully surprised. And even when you're a little disappointed, you're still like, hey, this is still a surprise. And a a prize, nonetheless. Even though maybe my expectations were heightened uh, for whatever apparent reason. So there you have it. The future is the bottom of a Cracker Jack box. What will we grab? I don't know. But I'm optimistic about the future, as I always try my damnedest to remain, regardless of extenuating circumstances. Um, You know, I believe in uh, a future where, you know, people can, all people can feel safe and, you know, feel included. Stand-up comedy is a perfect example of strength in inclusivity as uh, more and more Uh, diverse voices have found their way to the forefront of stand-up comedy, stand-up comedy has become stronger and bigger than it once was when it was all pretty much the same kind of voice. Male. And predominantly white. And you know, just just to deny that is just like, okay, we don't even have that argument. Um, So, Stand-up comedy has never been bigger. I mean, aside from the fact that we can't do stand-up right now uh, in live in, in shows, although some people are, I guess, um, uh, some places are opening for that. It, it turns out um, you won't see me at a live at a club in person for a while. I know that. Um, so, strength in diversity, um, and uh, so yeah, I see. A United States of America in the future that is stronger than it's ever been. That's what I see. And I hope you can find it in your mind's eye to see that future too. I really do see that future, and uh, you know, there's nothing uh, there's nothing to be afraid of when it comes to everybody getting a seat at the table. Conversation becomes much more interesting. That's for sure. Um, it turns out I have a ghost in the apartment. How's that for a segue? Um, I think I mentioned it before. Um, I, I I don't know if there's a connection between a spirit guy that my one of my roommates has recently um, discovered. Um, but there was a ghost in my apartment that touched my one roommate's butt. Now you might be thinking to yourself, Ryan, I know you've been quarantined alone. Um, I mean, with your roommates, but separate from. Um, You haven't had human contact in months. This sounds like it could be a good thing here happening. A ghost that's going around touching butts. Seems like we might have hit the jackpot. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like we might have hit the jackpot when it comes to a a butt-touching ghost. I will say this. I I have not had my butt touched by this ghost, nor any other part of me. What would I do? <clears throat> I'm not going to sit here and act like I've never thought of it. We've all seen movies. I've, I don't know. It would depend on the situation, obviously. It would depend if it was a, a pleasant situation, because there are awful stories of the opposite. Of not pleasant, of very unpleasant situations when it comes to people having contact with ghosts in this kind of way, and I'm not trying to make light of that. Um, what I am talking about here is not being able to, you know, be around people, have any physical contact with people, and would I, if given the opportunity, have sex with a sexy ghost? And what is a sexy ghost anyway? I don't know what would indicate a, a ghost and their sex appeal. I mean, I mean, obviously, it would have to have some kind of human form, uh, I suppose, for me to be engaged in that kind of way. I don't have a fantasy about, um, you know, s- spectral sex, if, if we can say it, if if that's even a phrase. But. And would it ruin me? Would it ruin me for uh, pleasures of the flesh from moving forward? How do you go back from spectral sex to flesh sex? How do you go back from that? Who knows? Or maybe it's just, maybe it's not as good. There's always that possibility maybe it's not as good maybe it's akin to uh something like a wet having a wet dream or an orgasmic dream maybe it's akin to that i would prefer physical union over a wet dream that's for sure so maybe it's like that maybe we're overestimating here i guess there's only one way to find out no i'm not going to i'm not going to try to have spectral sex Um, I'm doing just fine. I got my notebooks. I got my books. I got my... I've been watching The Last Kingdom on Netflix. It's a show about Vikings, which I was very against watching. It's got four seasons. I was very against watching, only for the uh, ridiculous reason as though I felt some kind of allegiance to the show Vikings, which I can't even remember what network Vikings originally... AMC, I think. And Vikings was very good. I liked... I liked uh, the stories that were happening and unfolding in Vikings uh, and the historical characters. Um, quite violent, a very violent show. And, and this one is also pretty violent. I I don't know if it's as violent as Vikings, but it's still, still got a lot of gore. Um, I've binged three seasons uh, in four days. I mean, I don't know. I stay up until 5 in the morning. I get all my work done. I stay up until 5 in the morning just watching The Last Kingdom. There's sorceresses, there's witches, there's pagans, there's uh, Christian men who believe that they have, you know, God behind them and their swords. It's, uh, you watch it and you're like, fuck, man, this was 1,200 years ago? That's not that long ago that... uh or 1200 years ago or 200 years ago. a 1200. I think I don't know the dates. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It wasn't that long ago that people were like you know acting in what we would consider to be such ridiculous ways. Although when you compare that to like the United States and the way we operate now, is it more ridiculous or less? More or less? I don't know. That's for you that's for you to form your own opinion about. Um I'm not here to try to change anybody's opinion, by the way. Um, You know, I'm just here to share mine. So, um, I have cooled my embers over the years. It wasn't all that long ago. I I was party to the thought that, you know, you really can't change this country in a peaceful, loving way. There has to be something more than that. I was very... I was an adherent for such a thing. People would call me a communist. People might call me a socialist. Um, I don't know what your political views are, but um, I believe in. I'm probably, if I had to, if I had to align myself, I can't help but think that that something, uh, either a political party that I have not yet discovered, and/or uh, a political party that has not yet been fully formed, is where I would align myself at some point. I've talked in the past of the Disclosure Party, a a party that's one of its major tenets is the disclosure of interactions with alien life forms that have been here on Earth, that we've been in contact with, as one of the major tenets. I believe uh, free energy. uh, I believe free electricity. uh, I believe in uh, free education and free healthcare. So am I a socialist? You might be thinking I am. People associate the idea with the pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They, that, that means material wealth to so many people because we live in a world that's – our whole viewpoint has been shaped and influenced by the idea of capitalism being a, a savior of sorts. And when you believe that your freedom uh, is uh, tied to – or your happiness is tied to the accumulation of wealth and things – I mean, it's just hard to have a conversation about um, socialism versus capitalism when someone's launching from that perspective. Much in the same way, it's hard for a capitalist to have that conversation with a socialist who believes uh, on the opposite side. So, yeah. Gold's not going to make you happy, man. How many VH1 behind the musics did you have to watch before you figured that out? For me, it was about seven, maybe 12. Money doesn't make you happy. Does it provide comfort and all that stuff? Sure, sure it does. Does Does it make you happy? No, no, it doesn't. Does it remove certain stress from your life? Yeah, certainly. Does it give you peace? No. No, it sure doesn't. Take it from me, I once was a millionaire. Oh, wouldn't that be funny? How to Lose Millions and Find Your Joy. Maybe that's the name of a book. Oh, someone's probably written it. There's probably an e-book called How to Lose Millions and Find Your Joy. I, If someone hasn't written that book, maybe they should. Or maybe I should just write it under a pen name start a whole fake uh, career as this uh, former millionaire who uh, is now much happier with, uh, you know, very little money. That'd be funny. Anyway, so um, I, I wouldn't have spectral sex. I don't know. I mean, we've all been kind of consumed by the events. Uh, that we've been uh, dealing with the last uh, few days, specifically the last week, and uh, it's been difficult for me to you know, specifically like read or research anything. I do George Saunders. I started reading, who's amazing, um, and he's. I've only written uh, or read, a, you know, a few of his short stories at this point, and almost all of them have paranormal aspects to it. And George Saunders is considered to be one of the great American living authors right now. Um, that's just what people say. I don't have an opinion on that. Um, I have not read enough American contemporary authors to uh, ever form such an opinion, I would say. Um, I can just tell you what I like. And George Saunders, I like. There's it, there's, there's there's a real darkness inside Saunders. And there's also... Um, par- the paranormal world plays a large part. The paranormal is a main character. And pretty much all of the stories I've read so far. I don't know if his writing changes in the future. Obviously, this is his first collection. It's called Civil War Land and Bad Decline. It's a collection of short stories named after one of the short stories, which is Civil War Land and Bad Decline. And ghosts are in there, baby. Ghosts are in there. And they make great stories. So I'm not, I'm not, This is something that's just popping into my med, med, in my mind, my mind head, my med, into my mind right now. I am not so dogmatic about the paranormal that I would dismiss the idea offhand, immediately, that ghosts and the paranormal have not been a, uh, how do I say this? a construction of our mind to tell story, to tell stories. Now, that does not mean that they did not manifest themselves into reality. Did ghost stories come first or did seeing ghosts come first? I I don't know the answer to that, right? It's like the chicken or the paranormal egg. Now i obviously believe that the ghosts came first and the stories followed that's where i'm at in my life right now just from all the people i've talked to i've had experiences all the things you see like you know my own brushes with the other side i believe with some level of confidence to say the least that ghosts are real spirit whatever um but i would not dismiss offhand the idea that the paranormal itself, ghosts, etc., have not been one of the most brilliant and wonderful devices to tell a story, to share lessons and or show growth or belief or examine, you know, like a a wide cultural belief. I mean, because Jesus is a ghost story at the end of the day, right? Uh, In many ways, he's just a... He's the most famous ghost story, JC. It only took him three days to start coming back haunting that shit. So, Saunders incorporates this idea of the paranormal and specifically the ghost, right? Or ghosts. And into his stories in many ways and you know so far most of his stories have been dark when I say that they involve death and or murder plus ghosts and but they deal with it in a very grounded way through um, unnamed narrators typically uh, from everything I read uh, before I was getting into the actual reading of his writing um, there was I was reading what other people had said about him. I cannot separate someone from their art Now, this is interesting because let me clarify I can, but the art I truly love, I cannot separate from the person, and that 's why I will not listen to Bill Cosby. I will not listen to michael jackson i don 't think i 'm better than you. I cannot separate the uh, my love of person who created and what they created when I've loved it in a deep way previously. Right. Um, you know, there are people, there's music I enjoy. There's, you know, and I know very little to nothing about anything about those people. Right. Now, once I learn certain things about people and specifically the people that I truly loved, uh, you know, or embraced in a deep way, um, I cannot separate the person from the art. And that's why I cannot, I will walk out of a store or a restaurant if they start playing Michael Jackson while people are eating. That's fucking, well, obviously there's no restaurants right now, but you know what I mean. I can't handle it, man. I can't handle it. I just look around at everybody and be like, am I the only one hearing this shit? it'd be like walking into a, a a store and they're just playing Cosby and everybody's just like, Oh, I love this bit. No, I can't handle it, man. Can't handle it. It's my own personal thing. I'm not saying that everyone should do that, but I can't separate the artist from the art. And I think a lot of people can't, um, you know, you know, a lot of people will complain when their favorite artists or artists they enjoy start voicing their personal opinions on the Internet about race or government or politics or economics or anything like that. Stick to telling jokes. It's like they don't they they also have bought into the idea that artists are a brand or a product. They they don't want them to be people. Um, they don't want their toaster oven telling them they should stop using hate speech around the house. Just make my toast. You make such good toast. And now you're trying to tell me to not use hate speech? Why would you do that? You're a toaster. Okay? You don't need to tell me things. I don't want to hear your opinion. Just make your toast, stupid toaster. That's how certain people view people who create art, artists, comedians, actors, musicians, Painters, etc. Don't want your opinion. Your product. I use your. I consume your product for a specific reason. I don't need to be thinking about you as a person, right? Um, and I don't want to see you as a person. So I therefore will not. So zip it up, Johnny. I don't know. I can't separate people from uh, their art when they've had a profound effect on my life. Bill Cosby was the first comedian I ever really loved. Um I can't separate what he's done. There's no there's no handbook on how to grieve the death of your heroes in stand-up comedy unfortunately. Um that's one thing that has not been addressed in the world of stand-up and it causes a lot of divisiveness. Um you know, the same way Louis CK influenced a lot of younger comedians. Um there's no handbook on how to deal with this shit. We can just try our best, I suppose, and we can go from there. Um but uh yeah, I uh I can't do it. I can't do it. So. I'm not going to have any ghost sex. I don't want you to worry about that. I'm not going to be having ghost sex. Um still trying to find out more information about the ufo crash in, in brazil um, i'm trying to also understand in a deeper way my own uh, reactions to when people attack me or challenge me and i'm trying to practice the tenets of nonviolent communication and it's not easy it's not easy it's a work in progress work in progress um, so yeah, I love you I hope you love yourself, I hope you're doing okay I, I, I have nothing but the brightest uh, of all hope for the future of this country I'm excited about a world that has equality and in- inclusivity uh, and also compassion and empathy which um, you know, trickling down from the top to the bottom, which we do not have currently, we have a complete void of empathy from uh, the highest levels of leadership. It's just totally absent. And it saddens me. It saddens me that we can't. I mean, think of it this way. For one second, if you can. Imagine how, if you ever watched wrestling, remember when Hulk Hogan went, Hollywood Hogan became like a bad guy, and then all of a sudden, after a long time being a bad guy came back and he was Hulk Hogan again or think of it as like some great like evil like heel wrestler suddenly turned good unexpectedly could you imagine how amazing that would be if that happened with the president of the United States now do I think that's going to happen I think it's unlikely but what I'm saying is could you imagine the unimaginable, and if our imagination creates creates our reality, maybe we should try. That's the world I want to live in, where the beautifully unexpected and impossible can occur. That is the world of the paranormal. That is the world of belief. Um, I'll do my best to be my best, and not react in anger to people that I disagree with, and uh, move on from there. And I will see you in real life sometime soon. Don't you worry about it. But in the meantime, I guess we'll just hang out at the watering hole on the astral plane.
2: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh oh oh! O'Reilly Auto Parts.